It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theater streaming, classic films as well. Directors and actors beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. And Murray, who's a man with two arms. And on the end of those arms, he has hands with fingers attached. Hey there, Merman. Well put. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Let's get to some fingering. Well, thanks to all who've been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, and share, and give us a five-star rating on your listening platform. Or even better, support us and join the Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible film, and we will watch it. Now, let's get to raging. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadows Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know where I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie planned? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. feels like summer. Mm. Mm, summer. It's summer. Summer-tastic summertime. Summer-tastic. So many great films in cinemas. Well. <laughs> maybe. There's a few. Yeah. What did we it, see? What's this one of them is the question. This is the question. It's the biggest question that our listeners are waiting on right now. So we saw Vengeance. Uh, Vengeance is a feature directorial debut of B.J. Novak. He also wrote and stars in it. The film tells the tale of Ben, a writer slash podcaster that stumbles across his an intriguing topic for a podcast series. It is a fish-out-of-water story combined with a murder mystery, combined with a satirical comedy, combined with a political commentary, combined with a family drama, combined with a tale of self-discovery. This film has a lot to say about a lot of things. The dialogue is smart, the casting was perfect, and it's it's probably the best performance that Ashton Kutcher has ever delivered as Quentin Sellers, a record producer in the middle of nowhere. We also get the pleasure of Issa Rae as Eloise, a podcast producer. She elevates this slightly underwritten role with her mere presence. With all the topics and opinions that Novak seems to be trying to convey, it is amazing that this story does not get bogged down. Yes, it is a little preachy at times, but it is easy to overlook 
that and enjoy the banter between these well-defined characters and there is a lot of them <laughs> with limited screen time novak was still able to make me care about all of the characters in this movie and that is a tribute to his writing i really like this movie liked it so much i'd say it was mondo so you love this movie you didn't like it you loved it i liked it so much that i almost loved it which makes it mondo <laughs> so mondo light is that what you're saying it's it's I, like i was almost not gonna give it mondo but i enjoyed it too much i i can't not give it Mondo. exactly exactly it's like um you know you find that really great crystal light flavor and it's just like i really love this crystal light flavor but it's still not cherry Nothing I have, cherry. I have, exactly. No, no one. There's no. There's nothing better there's than no cherry. I've but ne- it's. I've never had Crystal Light. I know the commercials. What? I believe. I mean, in what? Because I believe in me. Okay, well that's, that's all better. I know about Crystal Light. Yeah, this is the song. Yeah, which is half the battle. It, the song is kind of delicious in its own right. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna buy some cherry Crystal Light this afternoon. Sounds you can bet on it. Excellent. Well, who would think a story about drug overdose, murder, and podcasting could be so funny, heartwarming, insightful, and charming all at the same time? But, as Bryce alluded, B.J. Novak, on his first feature film directorial debut, he tells a story that had the entire theater laughing at the extremely hilarious and quick-witted dialogue. And then the next minute, glued to the screen about the dramatic content of the tale that was unraveling right before our eyes. Not very often does a writer, director, actor pull off a story that is both funny as well as dramatically relevant. The humor is biting and clever. The characters are deep and complex and the acting and casting are so well done. It's hard to imagine anyone playing the roles, but these great cast. I do have to make a a little bit of a side note here because when we came out of the cinemas, I said every single cast member in this, every single one did a great job and I can't imagine anyone else doing those roles except the role that Aston Kutcher played. He did an amazing job and I 100% agree with you that no one, like he played, this is his best role. But that one character is the only character I felt that they could have replaced that one character with somebody else because I think it's such a classic character. I'm just putting that out there. We can talk about more about that in a minute. This is not your typical Bloomhouse feature either. I gotta say, I was kind of surprised and also kind of happy about that because I was kind of not knowing that it was them. And then all of a sudden I was like, what, this is Bloomhouse? What's gonna, what's gonna happen in this movie? Which no, kept me on the edge of my seat. There are no ghosts. Right? There's no ghost. It's always a ghost in a Blue House feature. At least one. Yeah, I'm just kind of Usually multiple ghosts. Yeah, there's so much ghostgasm happening. It's like you don't know how to find the story. The journey of our douchey New York narcissist takes us on had me looking inside myself as both he and I were both transformed by the end of this film. There is some of the film... That is a little predictable as it does kind of follow a formula that we are all kind of familiar with. But but because of the amazing development of these characters, I didn't care. It was like, hmm, okay, I kind of know what's gonna happen, but the characters really kept me in, invested in this story. 
Um, and I was along for the ride and I, I kind of liked the ride a lot. So as they say in Texas, the stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart, heart of, of Mondo. Oh, I see what you did there. I mean, Texas. Right. Mur, Don't what'd you think? Texas. You only left for like seven minutes to go to the washroom once. So that's a good sign. That was an emergency. All right. Um, <laughs> so what did the rest of the movie hold for you? Well, a podcast fighting crime. I love it. Genius. Uh, I like the premise. You know, uh, as you said, a douchey guy from New York is invited to the funeral of a girl he hardly knows. And everyone there thinks that he was her boyfriend. So that was also kind of awkward. Um. There was a lot of, yeah, cultural differences, let's say, let's say and a lot of making fun of uh, Texas rednecks, assuming yep. that, you know, they're El Stupido, as it goes. Um, mm-hmm. The joke started to wear thin after a while, uh, being someone who grew up in, you know, farm country, surrounded by people like that. People assume that you're stupid because, you know, you're, you know, you're uneducated just because you like guns and, you know, things like that. Um, but at the end of it, uh, there was a really good story. And as the story went along, I got pulled more and more in. And yeah, we just talk about the big white doofus elephant in the room. Uh, Ashton Kutcher, Kelso, has never been... Less Kelso. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where we talked, I think, a couple weeks ago about Bryce saying he saw Kelso in an 1800s 1865 Western. But this was this was still a Western, but yep. there was no Kelso. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, he's still a doofus. Ashton Kutcher is still a doofus. But this was undoubtedly his best performance. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And, so we all agree on and that. Yeah, and yeah, he sold me on He basically you know, won me over movie I did, wasn't originally going to like. Um, I love the ending, which I can't really say about a lot of, a lot of films. Yeah. I love the way it ended. Just going to say, vengeance. That's all I'm going to say. Like, that pretty much sums Isn't there up. one other thing you need to say? Uh, yeah, it was enjoyable, but it was a meh. Okay. Fair enough. It only made it to meh. Yeah. So, on, on your topic, though, that yes, they were making fun of them for, for all that time, but they kind of got the last laugh, and it, it, it at the end, we learned that no, these aren't just a bunch of doofuses. Yeah, these no, guys like they, can't. They, they they contradicted yeah. him pretty much from the start. Like, yeah. he threw out Anton Chekhov, thinking you know they had no idea who the yeah, hell that and then, was. Exactly. And one of the daughters was like, yeah, I read all of his plays. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's the whole thing. Is it, place, so. that was the, that was the reasoning behind it, though. It wasn't to make fun. It was yeah. to actually to lift but them it, up. Yeah, for the first half of the movie, it was a lot of making fun of. But it, like, the whole time like you're this, seeing and, that, and the, though, and the, the police was like Dan and Steve or whatever, two yep. guys, and I'm like, yep. okay, which yeah. is kind of that's yeah. probably not too far off. Yeah, uh, it's not too far off, but I, uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I sometimes think you instantly jump to taking offense of things. I kind of do without without actually understanding what the message is, and then the message hit you later. So you're kind of like, oh, okay, you were soaking in all this hate, 
and you're but like, it really wasn't hate. It really wasn't hate because as you're it was watching quite it, the opposite. Yeah, it, it was like was. you could see the level of douchiness. Like it really helped to show his level of douchiness. And then as he, as the film progressed, you started to realize, okay, these people, first off, they're not stupid, and they just, they're just. Good, well, slow-moving people. I liked it better than him. I can tell you. That. Well, yeah, well, I yeah, think everybody, everybody. <laughs> I don't did. know if I ever really came around to him till the very end. No, but, well, and even yeah. at the end, he's still a douchebag. Yeah, he's yeah. still a douchebag. But he, he, he he's wasn't a douchebag. They learned a few things along that, his journey. That That's he, right. That he basically was recording every conversation to use. In a podcast that yep. was going to go national, yep, which would have basically embarrassed the hell out of the whole family. That was the intention. Yeah. But once again, but he, but that, he grows. But that was he grew as a person. That was the whole point. That That's why he come did. in thinking one yeah, way, but, but by the end, he grew as a person. That was he thought still his completely purpose. different. And, and yes, they didn't and know that's a lot of people's purposes. But by the end of the movie. He's not the same guy, and that's the whole point. Yeah, he doesn't view them in that way anymore. I think the ultimate message in this movie is you got to go to Texas to grow as a person. Exactly. Let's right. Let's book am I right tour. or am I right? I'm not sure. At the sure. stars at night are big and bright. Yeah, yeah. Deep in the heart of Texas. There you go. Now we saw a movie that did not take place in Texas. No. And did you get to see it, my little Bryce? I did. All right. We got to see Allie and Ava. Allie and Ava. Damaged people from two different cultures with so many things different about them, but so many things that show they are the same. Wow. Our review is already the same. All right. Well, it may change a bit. This unusual love story has us fall in love with these two lovable characters of Ali, an inspiring British-Pakistani DJ landlord, and Ava, an Irish teacher's aide. This film takes its time to develop our main characters and does it in such an unconventional way through small vignettes of interaction with our leads in this everyday life story of these two very simple and lovable characters. Everything seems so natural as the relationship develops. You really get to see the complexity that loving people can be when they all come from damaged backgrounds. I liked how the two of them didn't let their very close families get in the way of their budding romance. Not very often I say this, but I also like how they really don't touch on any heavy topics that both our leads bring to the story. But they show us how they each support each other. Lonely hearts know no boundaries, and two people with two kind hearts sometimes end up together despite all odds. The music was great and fit each important moment it was meant to fill. The sound was well thought out and knew how to be quiet to make a scene even more quiet when it needed to be. I really like this film a lot. I love the well-developed two leads, but the story left too many emotional opportunities unresolved and I felt it weakened the overall power that this film could have had to make me fully emotionalized by the time I got to the end. No. I liked it very much, but I can't give it a mondo. I'm sorry. I love the characters. The characters were fantastic, but they didn't do enough development of the secondary characters. And uh, yeah, I just felt that they'd left too much on the table that I didn't, I didn't feel emotionally charged by the film by the time it was over. I didn't need the secondary characters. There but you go. What did you think, Merman? Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ditto. Ditto. Yeah. 
as rom-coms go, uh, this one wasn't bad. I mean, these two were freaking adorable. Yes. And yeah, as you said, they are damaged, but they found each other. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't really like much of the supporting cast, though. I could really do without them. I just didn't really care about any of them. And I really didn't like the music. Like, whatever music style it is that this guy is supposedly a DJ of is not the kind of music I like. And it gives me a headache for the most part. (laughs) But she was a fan of country. Which is terrible. Which I didn't Which hear is the nearly worst. as much <laughs> as I wanted to in this film. I felt Thank sh- goodness for that. I yes. they should have had a little bit of her music too, but they didn't. Thank just, God. They did. It was just his crappy rap hip hop yes. dance club or whatever it was. <laughs> and yeah, the whole movie, I'm like, what the hell does this guy do? Because he's at home all day, every day. He's a landlord. He sits there spinning music. I didn't yes. get that he was a landlord. I just figured he, he's a DJ landlord. I just figured he was like living in the neighborhood and he like drove his friend, his neighbor's kid to school. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, it was nice to watch them. And obviously there were their cultural differences and, you know, racial things that basically her family doesn't want anything to do with him because, you know, he's, what, Indian, Pakistani. Pakistani, but, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, basically they felt she was a trollop because he was married, though technically wasn't but yep uh i thought the ending was a little rushed it's like you think they're not you know because their families basically decided they should they shouldn't be together so they're not then right at the end oh all of a sudden like okay surprise surprise uh yeah it was a man it's all right i mean we would enjoy it better if i wasn't like melting from the heat of a <laughs> it was it was pretty hard house cinema without ac on a really hot day <laughs> it was pretty hot i gotta admit no it was a man all right. I don't know what movie you guys watch. Ali and Ava tells the unlikely connection that develops between two people from different worlds that live in the same city. It is beautifully acted with Adil Akhtar and Claire Rushbrook cast in lead roles for the first time that I can remember. Mm-hmm. Here's hoping that more leading roles are in the future for both of them. This is a story that does not gloss over anything. It is a messy tale that is thoughtful and unpredictable, which is why it feels so authentic. This is a genuine portrait of two lonely people who come together, even though they seem to have nothing in common. They are perfect for each other in the moment, but perhaps not forever. This is a little gem of a movie that has me thinking I should be hunting down writer-director Cleo Barnard's other three films. She has made a film that stands head and shoulders above anything else in the genre. She has made a film that is Mondo. Yeah, you know, I I almost like I agree with everything you say about the Mon except the Mondo. I I really did like this film and I love the character development. My biggest problem I felt with this, to be quite honest, is that this type of movie, I want it to emotionally charge me. And as it was un- unveiling, I really 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 liked the story they were telling, but I don't think they really tugged on my heartstrings as much as they should have. You know me, it's kind of a meter. I'm not crying, didn't get to Mondo, and this is a movie that should have had me crying at least once in the film, and I didn't. So, I'm sad, because I really did like it. <laughs> I did give it a high meh. It's yes. just, I couldn't, I couldn't, but okay, so did you, okay, so I have a question then. Did yes. you feel 
emotionally charged through this? Uh, as emotionally charged as someone like me could be. Um, right. Okay. You know, well, I'm, I'm pretty much I have dead seen you emotionally. <laughs> I, I know, but I have seen you emotionally charged in other movies. So that's that's kind of where, that, like, to me, this, I was, this should have been a more emotional film. That's what I was blown away at how authentic everything yes, felt, and agreed. I was blown away by the performances. Yes. And I was blown away by so much in this movie. Yes. That at the end. It couldn't be anything but Mondo because I was blown away. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I get it. I, 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 I totally get. And I, everything and you're I, saying, I'm serious. I agree with. I'm, I'm going to hunt down Cleo Barnard's other three films. Yeah, yeah. I, I was impressed this, with it. You know, I didn't even realize that she made films. I didn't know who this person was. And now that I've seen her work, I think I need to see yeah. the other ones. And just kind of glancing at them on the internet. Uh, they've been they've been fairly well re- uh, received, received as well. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to watching them. I agree. The the characters they have in this were amazing. Like the two leads in this. Yeah, they were so good. And it was it, so natural. This this Adil Akhtar has to be in more stuff. I I've seen him in like you know he was in that uh, movie with um yeah, what's his name. Uh, the big sick he was in. Yeah. Yeah. What the what? Why do I never never remember his name? Oh, you mean uh, Kamal Nanjiani? Yes. Because <laughs> it's such an easy name to remember. Exactly. So and, I don't know how... <laughs> and also, he's now like super, super But, but jacked, yeah, Adil so. Akhtar, I, I, you know, I, I, he, pop, he pops up in all sorts of stuff. Like, I know I've seen him like s- at least five, six, seven movies. And he's always great. Yeah, he, um, he's Claire really... Rushbrook, to be honest, I think this is... I mean, I don't think it's the first time I saw her. I, I might have saw her in a movie she made like 20 years ago. Um... What was it called? I'm just so bad with this. I should be writing stuff down. I should come to this podcast prepared. Well, you know, you just, you can't, you can't remember it. We, there's too much content that we yeah. do. But you know, it's true. She she has a power onto herself. Yeah. Her If you go on the IMDb page and you see that known for, mm. and I know you've seen this, Secret, Secrets and Lies. Mm. Uh, she was, her number two thing she's known for Surprisingly, yes. Spice World. Ah, Spice, Spice World. There you go. I I can honestly Classic. say I've never seen Spice World. Oh, well, that may go into the dare bag. I then. hope it does. <laughs> I'd actually, I'm, 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 I'll watch actually, Spice World. It's kind of a, the it's kind of a surprise. I know he would secretly love it. He so. would because it is a 13 year old rage. girl movie. Oh, I will so. I will tell you one thing. I loved Josie and the Pussycats. Yes. That was yes. like one of my there favorite movies. It, it is it, so freaking It's so funny. underrated. I agree. It is so good. Yeah. Alan Cummings in that is yes. like priceless. The Vern is going to be very happy that you said that from Cinema Recall because yeah. it's one of his favorite movies. Oh, so. it's so good. I love Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> I'm serious. It is one of the most underrated movies like out there. I, look at it that. Wait, so are we all agreeing funny. this is a good movie? Absolutely. I all love, right. I love the soundtrack. It's there we so go. funny. And uh, Seth Green and his buddies is like the... The douchey, the douchey 98 degrees people. Yeah. And Parker Posey is just perfect. She's so good in this. But you know what? We're not talking about that. Oh, yeah. Sorry. What were we talking about? (laughs) We're talking about the fact that. How did we get to that? To be honest, I kind of tuned you guys out. I was on my own thing. (laughs) Fair enough. Nice. All right. Well, that's Uh, enough of the cinemas. Are we done? Ali and Ava was was totally Mondo. Was totally. Hi, hi, man. Totally Mondo. Hi, man. All right, kind of flying off the cuff here. Off, off the, the cuff. cuff. Off the cuff. <laughs> Don't you mean off the sif? Uh, no, off the cuff. Um, I, the 
for this week, I watched a movie which I had never seen before. What? But because I saw who was in it, I was like, yeah. You sure. were obviously... Uh, it was called I Could Never Be Your Woman. I could never... Sorry, you, that me, the title made you want to see this? No, the person who was in it... Don't sell yourself to short. You could totally From be my 2007, woman. something like that. I could totally be your Oh, yeah, it's got the Fifeinator. My goddess, Michelle Pfeiffer, who at 48 still looked amazing. But your favorite actor's in this, Murray. Yes, and I didn't hate him. (laughs) Paul Rudd. So, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer, Paul Rudd, Sarsi Ronan, the cutest little CLF you'll ever see. Yep. John Lovitz as her ex-husband, which made no sense. Yep. Uh, My favorite talk show host ever. Tracy Ullman. Graham Chapman. Oh, thought you've been Tracy Ullman. Tracy Ullman. Um, basically, it was uh, it was a rom com. She's like a TV producer. She does this like uh, teen TV show, like Saved by the Bell kind of a thing, and of course, cast adults as kids. And this new part is like a screech uh, Steve Urkel type, and yep. she casts Paul Rudd, who's like twenty nine. But he's playing a teenager. And nice. Because of his physical comedy, he's like, you know, he's like John, John Ritter, basically. So are you re-looking at him now with new eyes? Are you kind now of. in love with um, Paul Rudd? This was obviously their This is a turning bit. point. I mean, these two were in Ant-Man vs. Wasp. Yep. But in this movie, they actually played romantic leads. Nice. And there's like a almost 20-year difference between them. Sweet. But because she looks freaking amazing, it's really not different. So you're basically what I'm hearing you say is if you can find some nice honeys from the seniors complex near your place there you go. in the early seventies, this could be you. Age has no limits. That's but right. Yeah. So of course everyone's looking down on them because of their age difference, including her, you know X bitch of a, a secretary who basically yep. trying to break them up. Um yeah, it was alright. Um did it give you a Pfeiffergasm? It totally did. All right. Because she, she was funny. She was charming. She was you know, She was Pfeiffer. Gorgeous. She was Pfeiffer. You just described me. And yeah. Paul Rudd wasn't... Uh, I mean, he was actually funny. So you almost had a Rudgasm. Almost. I All still right. don't like the guy very much, but he was good but in this. He's warming up to him. Uh, but yeah, it was a rom-com, and yeah, she basically was his producer, and his, things were complicated, and she has this... You know, 11 or 12-year-old daughter who's also going through love at the first time and trying nice. to... Uh, yeah. My favorite part of this movie was Cersei Rowan, who is like the mini Weird Al. She does like these song parodies, which I'm sorry to say I'm going to elaborate on. First one was Britney Spears. Oops, I've got a career... By shaking my rear and making guys leer. Oh, baby, baby, oops, I'm gonna sing more and dance like a whore. I'm just not talented. <laughs> then she also does Alanis Morissette's Ironic. Okay. Which she did uh, several verses. Of. I'm just gonna give you the one, but. Um, I'm actually kind of really loving this right now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Let's hear it. And she could sing too, which was which is good. Give us the best. Murray impression of Sarcy Ronan you can do. <laughs> she didn't have her accent in this one. She was only like <laughs> 10. But, uh, and she did also did Ironic. Um, it's so hot. Must be 98. For December, that's not so great. While the North Pole is turning to slush. 
on my TV, there's President Bush. Isn't he moronic? <laughs> Don't you think? Incredibly moronic. Yes, I really do think. Uh, there's a whole, like, there's verses of that. She yes. a talent show, but she was a delight. Like, she's a true CLF, and that was, like, probably her first role. Nice. Before she did anything else. And Graham Chapman plays, like, Michelle Pfeiffer's, like, gay best friend who, like, yep. tries to remake Paul Rudd into, like, a nerd, basically. Nice. But, uh, but you yeah, know what the best uh, thing of this movie is, other than your non-hatred of Paul Rudd? I mean, we know that. That's that's not a surprise to our listeners. Yeah. But this is it took it took Sarsi Ronan to. We've been trying to get you to sing on our podcast. Well, that, that wasn't singing. for that, that, that was that was as close years, to singing as we're gonna get from Murr. Yeah, exactly. So congratulations. Um, that wasn't a mono because it's yeah, it's still a rom com. Yes. And I don't think it even really got got released in limited. Like limited release and straight to DVD, but uh, it was it was a fun little movie. Nice. I it. And Michelle Pfeiffer. That's all I'm gonna say. Michelle Pfeiffer. Bam. There you go. With a bullet. With a bullet. That's all I got. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. If you thought last week's rage was lame, wait till you hear this week's rage. Oh, you haven't heard mine. <laughs> you know, the sad thing is, is... We need more to rage about. We need more to rage about. Actually, you know, the sad, the really sad thing is... Yes. It, well, maybe it's actually not sad. The two things we got to see in cinema were both pretty good. Mm. And we can't really rage about... You know, the fact that there's not enough of these movies in cinema, because you already did that. So you really can't use Multiple that this times. week either. Multiple times. So so that that, that really wasn't. And I, I didn't dislike anything really about the movies enough to rage about anything in the movies nope. or the performances in the movies. So my biggest complaint this week. There's nothing to rage about? No. that That is actually pretty good <laughs> rage, though. My rage this week is that the plaza does not have air conditioning. Yes. Ah, yes. And if and you know what this is a broader topic because Bryce and I have been to films where it's been so cold that poor little Bryce had to curl up and cuddle me because he has zero body fat and I have lots of body fat to spare. So imagine seeing like an electric eel in the ocean just warming up to a blue whale. That's kind of <laughs> what it looked like. And and I had to keep his body warm while the because the air conditioning was on so high that it was just about to freeze us to death. And we've also been in cinemas where the air conditioning is not working. And as much as the plaza was hot, we've been in some we've been, cinemas. We've been, we've where been in cinemas where they we're, actually we're were literally the heat. where we're literally sweating. Like there's like sweat dripping off our flesh. It was so bad that they gave us free movies after That's it to right. apologize. Like, there's like here, you actually can use a coupon also to get some fluids into your body. Go get some coconut water. So my rage this week is temperature controls in cinemas. That's fair. There you go. Mine's lamer. <laughs> okay. So you win the you win the challenge. Well, I'll be the decider. You, you of this. decide.
my rage this week is that Landmark Cinemas here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada has followed suit with Cineplex Cinemas and their large pop is now a medium. What? If I want a bucket of diet soda, I should be able to get a bucket of diet soda. That's my rage. Huh. Yeah, you know what? I noticed that. But their pricing's still cheaper. In their defense, they have freestyle soda. It's true. And I always go for the refills. They never stop. You're not supposed to. And if landmark owners are listening they're to listening, us, they're going to be following us when we come into the cinemas. Yes. But really, you're only supposed to be able to refill the large, which is what Bryce gets. You're only supposed to be able to refill the large if you're a, you're a member. Uh, That's right. Film, which we are. Whatever. Which we are yeah. Yeah. Film club. Cine film club. club Mer- Cine club. Whatever it is. No, Cine club. Cineplex. Landmark club. I don't know. I don't know what landmark. it's called. Movie club. Movie it, club. Sure. I okay. think that's what it is. All right. We're that. Yes. So we should. What? And you know, it's only fifty cents for to upgrade to the large. So it's there worth the investment in your refill. Yeah, but it's not large anymore. It's so, medium. Yeah. So it's almost like you have to go for a refill during a the movie. Exactly. I want a giant bucket. You so want that, super big. So that number one, I've got something to drink throughout the entire movie. Yes. And number two. Something so that you can while, pee in while, while the credits are rolling, I want to be I want to get to that point where man, I got to get out of here to go to the washroom, but I can't because I got to watch the credits. So you just refill so it. So then I, you know, sometimes I'll dribble a little bit. A little that's, bit. It's okay. It's true. That's, what, you, that's, that's why, why we, we that's usually why we wash our clothes. That's when that's also why we watch the end of the credits because everybody's out of the cinema, so they don't see you pulling your wiener out to actually put it in. I your, don't in your do lemma. that, but you just poke it through. If you just do, poke it through the they zipper? They do hang around. They might see just a little, little bit, bit of moisture of on my crotch. <laughs> oh, so, so what you're saying is you're not pulling off a peewee in the back. You're literally, no, no. Just, you're literally just peeing yourself. A little bit. Okay. Just enough to relieve the pressure so I can make it to the washroom. Nice. Whereas Mur just says, fuck it. I'm well, going to the washroom. Maybe you shouldn't have the large then. No, but <laughs> I, want, I want to Perhaps it. Landmark's actually doing you a favor. Doing you a favor. Let's not overanalyze this. <laughs> You're right. The heart wants what the heart wants. I want a bucket of soda. There you go. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. Hey everyone, I'm Laura. And I'm Jill. And we are the hosts of Crime Divers Podcast. We are Scottish sisters who tell each other true crime cases the other hasn't heard of. New episodes are released every Tuesday and you can find us on your favourite podcast platform. So what are you waiting for? Grab your wetsuit and join us as we dive into the world of true crime. But remember, watch watch out for those sharks. I love sharks. Delightful. Hmm. (sighs) I know that music. What's up, Bryce? That That's music the lists. is the lists music. What's that mean? That means that we are about to talk about the lists. If you don't know what the lists are, you can go to our website, which is filmrageyyc.com and uh, check it out. Uh, click on the list. You'll see that we have four of them. One is mesmerized, which basically means that, that uh, the people on that list are mesmerizing, which means that you can't take your eyes off them. If they're in a film, they're, they're what you're focusing on. They are... Out mesmerizing everybody else in the film. That's right. We also have the repulsive list, which is sort of like the mesmerized list, only the opposite. Repulsive means you are so god-awful that you are repulsive. 
you don't want to watch this at all because this person is in the movie. Undoubted. The, the undoubted list is basically... You are so good in everything, and the mo- the movies that you choose are basically undoubted. They are always good. If you're in the movie, it is worth watching. And the doubted would be the opposite. The doubted list is if you are in the movie, you probably want to avoid it because it's going to be bad. So those are our lists in a nutshell. You can check out all the rules, and you can check out the lists at our website, which is... FilmRageYYC.com All right, and now on to what we were doing last week. Uh, we were doing a little mesmerized off, were we not? We did, yeah. Um, we ended up deciding, because we already kept Bill Nye, the acting guy And so he said, hey, let's do a Bill Nye mesmerized off. And it just so happens there was three in this movie. Yes, the movie was Pirate Radio. Also known as... The Boat That Rocked. It did rock. That's a terrible name. What, it's what? The, no wonder it didn't do well at the cinemas. It's, yeah. well, it's also because the movie was Well, I saw it. It was Pirate Radio the yeah. that I saw. I yep. saw it in the cinemas. Yep. It was the Americanized version. I'm going to say... Or it could have been the British version that was called The Boat Rocked. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we had, we had Bill Nighy, the acting guy he, versus Reese Darby. Ooh, that's that's some stiff competition. Yes, versus Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh my goodness! I know that it's like, it's like the Three Stooges. No, that's not it. It's the Three Amigos. No, that's not it. Musketeers. It's like Musketeers. There you go. I'd like to just start by saying I remember this movie being a lot better than it is. I don't. I remember this movie not being better than it is. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I remember actually, not. Loving I remember this movie. enjoying it. Wasn't there I, an unfunny American in this? Yeah. Jack his Black name is his like Philip Seymour Hoffman. No. <laughs> that was one of those guys. Nope. No. Jack Black or Philip no. Seymour Hoffman's the only. No. Philip Seymour Hoffman's the other ones. Philip Seymour Hoffman's the only American the only, in this. There's only one American in it. Okay. I thought it was one of those guys. It's not. Maybe. Why Anyways, if it wasn't for the cast, this would be a rage. This ship would have sunk. Yes, it would have. I agree. But this is this is like not only the three there. This is a great cast. Oh, this cast is amazing. Yeah. All the Reeses. I mean, how many movies do we see with this many Reeses? Yeah. In it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the other Reese's name? No, no, it's gone. He, he's um. Ifans. Reese Ifans. Yes. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, he was in it. Who is also awesome? Who was also awesome? Uh, Gemma Atherton was in it. Yes. She was awesome. The the cast in this is fantastic. The cast is fantastic. But, okay, but, and, and we have three. Murray, you didn't get to see this one this week, right? No. Uh, there's, so we had three. So we know the rule if there's three, mm-hmm. that if one of them is blatantly awful, they, they're gone. In my opinion, that wasn't the case here. There was nobody. There was, was not one person good. that was... That was that was blatantly terrible compared to the other two. So this is going to be a complete. If one is good, we're going to lose two. two. Yeah. Right. Yipperoo. All right. Well, you know what we do. Countdown. Three, two, one. Bill Nye. Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> Damn it. We can't get rid of anybody. <laughs> I... Damn it. Oh well. I, you know what? I the only reason I picked Nye over Philip Seymour Hoffman, yes. and maybe I can sway you, is because this character, 
Although Philip Seymour Hoffman does very, very well. Mm-hmm. This was not a huge stretch for him. It wasn't a huge stretch for him. It is kind of the character I'm he's gonna, pigeonholed. Well, it, eh, yeah, to a certain extent. I just didn't... Honestly, neither of them were at their best. I'm, but they were still, but they were still better than everybody still else. still better than everybody else. But I... I have a certain standard for both of them, and maybe Bill Nighy was a victim of that standard that I hold for him, and maybe Hoffman wasn't, because it's, I don't know. It's just him. Like, this is my argument, is that yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman, it's like, I think that's just him. He's not even really acting, so how challenging <laughs> is it for him? Whereas we know Bill Nighy has so many layers to him. It's he can true. be this character, but look at, we just saw him in the last exotic marigold, best exotic marigold hotel. We yeah. could go. He was a completely different character. Yeah, he was. But this character, Philip Seymour Hoffman, is the same character. Um, I mean, when was the last time you've seen him in where he wasn't this character? Oh, lot. Capote. Okay, that's one. <laughs> but everything <laughs> else is exactly the same. It's the same. No. It's just him being uh, good at what he is. That's my no, argument. Being fantastic at what he is. Um, yeah, no. But I'm, is that I'm, acting? I'm, you're not swaying me. But, but is that acting? Yes. All right. You're acting yourself. Because it is acting. Because that's not how he is in real life. Isn't he? No. Have you seen interviews? I have. And it's kind of him. Yeah, I disagree. All right. Well, there's one thing we can't disagree on. We have to talk about Aston Kutcher. Do we? Yes. Okay. We absolutely have to talk about Aston Kutcher. What about? Because Because he got two Mondos and a meh, and he is currently sitting in the Doubted. Oh, did he get two Mondos? I gave him a Mondo, and you... Oh, well, he's not Doubted anymore, then. That's exactly why we're talking about it. I didn't know. Uh, he was, I didn't know he was on the doubted. Yeah, list. he was. Oh, why did we do that? <laughs> Back a while ago. He's ever been in. Yeah. Oh, and we actually because he's been in some just because one time Murray movies. said I find Aston Kusher repulsive, and so we he tried to sway us to putting him on the repulsive, which uh, you wouldn't budge on. No. But then we said because perhaps dude, we where's need. Where's my car? That's it's it's true <laughs> actually. Which is the best science fiction movie ever made. And, <laughs> I don't, and I will fist fight anybody that wants to argue with me. Uh, I'm okay with that. It's, but you don't like science fiction movies. So, no, I don't. They're uh, terrible. Our, our listeners who absolutely hate you now because of your thoughts on Alien uh, will agree yeah, with Alien. me that Alien is better than that movie. No, but, not even close. <laughs> but then the reason I'm... Bringing this up is for them just to give give another reason for our listeners to hate Bryce. Fine. But uh, but <laughs> it, he was, and it's funny. It's such a, a a big sway. He can be he can be so, dude. Where's my car? Fantastic. Yep. In his Kelso role. Yep. And he can now apparently act in the, in this other one. So he's got such range. He has two ranges. Let's not get let's. Yeah. We can just say he's no longer doubted. That's what we can say. Yes, we can. <laughs> now, Murray, yes, do you have can. any surprises for us for next week? Well, again, off the cuff here, but I love it since, when you go off the since cuff. Since you didn't eliminate anybody, um, I don't know if we've done this movie yet. Uh, notes on a scandal. Nope. Uh, Bill Nye, Kate Blanchett. Ooh. Who I'm assuming is still on our list. I would think so. Well, I haven't. Rever- I don't think we removed her for a while. I'm checking it out right now. 
she's on our mesmerized list? Why wouldn't she be? I don't know. I just, I mean, she is. But I just don't remember talking about her. I don't remember talking about her either. I'm just looking at the Plus list right now. Only nominated what, eight times for Oscars? Yeah, but that doesn't yeah, mean that she's doesn't mean made, that means we talk. Yeah, okay, she's currently not on our list. I thought she was. No, but Dad do we want to add her on the list so we can see this movie? Well, otherwise, you and then we just week. basically because we know Bill Nye is going to be better, she'll just be removed. Okay, I, I don't think I've seen this movie, so I'm going to say yes. She's mesmerized, so I can watch this movie. <laughs> But, I mean, let's face it. I would agree. She is mesmerizing. Yeah, it's him she was on. It's okay, Marie. Why wouldn't she be? Because we just well, never well, talked well, about it. Well, now she is. That's she, right. Everything she does, she's mesmerizing. All right. So, well, Mar- we're gonna Marie, find Marie out. has put forward Blanchette. We have agreed. And now next week she might be gone, but we'll see. Yep. Kate Blanchett versus Bill Nye, the acting guy. Excellent. Sweet. I think that might be it for this week, unless um, anything else we want to throw out there. Although, we didn't have any, um, really do much else this week, did we? Nah. It's been a bit of a slow week. A slow week. It's all right. Right? It's not a bad thing. It's too darn hot. Although, yeah, it's too darn hot. Every part of my skin is now sweating in this hot box of braces. Oh, sorry, the pretty, Film Rage Studios. It's comfortable. The hot box. My rage has changed this week. It's this because is, oh, it's the Film it, Rage Studios. Last week it was horrible. Says the guy this with no body comfy. fat. <laughs> That's right. Aren't you cold right now? It's well, like, it's like 30 not, degrees outside. I'm actually, yeah, well, I'm a little chilly, to be honest. <laughs> I could use a blanket. <laughs> you Wrap yourself up with yeah. Charlie Horse. Few people have witnessed it and lived to tell the tale, but there is no chin underneath Chuck Norris's beard. Only another fist. Chuck Norris counted to infinity. Twice. Chuck Norris doesn't sleep. He merely waits. Once Chuck Norris strangled a man with a cordless phone. Chuck Norris uses pepper spray to season his meat. And these are just a few of the things I'm sure Jim learned when he pulled Hero and the Terror from Bryce's Dare Bag. This week, the boys both get to choose Rage or Dare, but only if Chuck Norris says it's okay. Now, what else did Jim learn about Chuck Norris? Yeah, where was I? Um, Oh yeah, time waits for no man, except Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris roundhouse kicked his imaginary Oh, Chuck Norris. Chuck, Chuck. Chuck, Chuck. Chuck. Chuck, Chuck. Hero in the Terror. Nor- Norris. Norris. Yeah. Norris. Yeah. How was it? First off, I'm afraid, if I'm being honest, mm. Chuck Norris may not like me. And if Chuck Norris doesn't like me, yeah. does that mean if he snaps his fingers and says my name... That I no longer exist? Yes, it does. Some people some peoples may call it Thanos, but we all know it's really called being Chuck Norris. Mm. The one thing I can tell you is seeing the exceptionally exquisite hairy man flesh of Chuck Norris in his underwear to open this movie was all I needed to get my Norris-scasm going. 
Yes. Chuck Norris. No. But. Oh, there's a but. There's a but. Then this 80s action crime drama thriller akin to made-for-TV movie with its bad acting, bad dialogue, terrible sound mix, abysmal music score, god-awful lighting, convoluted story, weird, awkward 48-year-old man having a baby pretending he's younger and a wife with the worst special effects baby bump and all the putrefying slow-mo murders and the memory flashback nightmare PST trips. But still... I'm wondering how this movie made it to cinemas and not into Sunday night B film straight to TV. Walker, Texas Ranger goes to LA TV trash instead. Mm-hmm. But then oh. I remembered it has Chuck Norris. Yes. So it was Mondo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. But there's a few things I kind of want to unpack like mm-hmm. Chuck Norris. Detective work? Mm. Question mark? Mm. Chuck Norris home life? Question mark? Chuck Norris acting? Question mark? (laughs) So much unfocused story? Random scenes that show him working out? Like there was a scene he goes to the gym to push barbells and you're just like, what is this? Like for no apparent reason, it was just like you know what we need here. We need a scene of Chuck Norris going, going to the gym to like show how he got such a svelte Chuck Norris type body. So he went to the gym, and there was like guys around him that were like beefcakes, yeah. and then we saw Chuck Norris push some weights with his deliciously hairy man flesh. That's some intriguing cinema. Yeah, but you know nobody, and I mean nobody can whisper talk like Chuck Norris. That's true. And (laughs) the wait that we finally had to wait the entire movie for the quote-unquote Chuck kicking serial neck turner was worth the wait. Everything else doesn't matter. The one scene of Chuck Norris doing his big Chuck kick to kick the serial killer who his his whole stick was he'd come up to people and he'd turn their head. Yeah. He'd be like, I'm going to kill you. He wouldn't say this, yeah. but he's thinking this. I'm going to kill you. And then he turns your head. Oh, look to the right. You're dead. And then, Or sometimes it was look to the left you're and you're dead. dead. It This this movie, it has, a, it has a quote though. Yes. I'll break you like a bad habit, numbnuts. <laughs> said to Chuck Norris right to which Chuck crumpled him into something that looked like nuts mm. so it's good it was Mondo it was Chuck Norris, <laughs> Chuck Norris. <laughs> like you can't you can't not give a Chuck Norris movie anything but a Mondo it's like he'll kill me I remember it being so very very bad I saw it in the theaters it was not Mondo. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Chuck Norris, please do not hear me say this. This was the worst Chuck Norris movie I've ever seen. It's so bad. And, and I love me, my Chuck Norris. Don't get me wrong. Yes. I mean, he's damn sexy. Mm. Mm. Wait. Yeah. I, just have, I just have one thing I want to say. Yes. Chuck Norris can divide by zero. Mm. Chuck Norris 
can kill two stones with one bird. Mm. When Chuck Norris falls in the water, Chuck Norris doesn't get wet. The water gets Chuck Norris. This is all true, but I don't know what it has to do with Hero in the Terror. When the boogeyman goes to sleep every night, he checks his closet for Chuck Norris. Of course he does. <laughs> Chuck Norris doesn't wear a watch. He simply decides what time it is. You need to know the time. It's the only reliable well, source. It, it doesn't matter because, yeah. you know, he decides what time it is, exactly. and that's the time. Exactly. It was rage. This is terrible. It's a bad movie. Thank you. I'm so glad because I never saw this in cinemas. Yeah. But I, I'm so glad I got to see it. Because <laughs> right off the bat, seeing Chuck Norris get out of bed in his yeah. t- in his cute little bikini underwear with his super, super hairy chest, yeah. it was kind of like, mmm, 80s delicious. I saw it in theaters, and I, and I have not seen it since. And I've been trying to wipe my memory of it ever since then. And <laughs> I can't remember how this, how I came across it again. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's got to go in my bag. Cause <laughs> I remember it. And sometimes when you're that age, you don't remember it being quite as bad. It was, or you remember it being better than it was. So well, I, you, I'm you, just happy that it was as bad as I you, remember. You kind of just think to yourself, Chuck Norris, it had to have been good. Yeah, it's I, like John Claude Van Damme. Yeah. It's gotta be good. It's going to be something. There's going to at least be a few things in there that make you go, you know what? I'm glad I saw it. <laughs> But I wonder, was there, and I maybe you know this, or one of you know this, was there ever a movie? Because, you know, they, we finally got to see Arnie with Stallone, but did we ever get to see Chuck Norris with Van Damme? No, yes and no. Yes and no, what does that mean? Yeah. They were in the same movie together, but they weren't together. What movie what? was that? That would be Expendables. Oh, one of them. Oh, two. two. Right. right. Van Damme is the it. bad guy. But we didn't get the 80s versions of them No, together. we got the old no. version. But, I mean, Van Damme was the bad guy. And uh, Stallone and all of his buddies are in some Slovakian town or something. You know. And Chuck Norris shows up and basically just wipes the floor with all the bad guys. I want, I want to put this as a challenge to our listeners or even to us. Is that what I really want us to do is have a watch party. Where we get two massive action stars of the '80s in one movie, if we can find it, and we'll watch it. So either Van Damme or Nor- with Norris, or Van Damme with Arnie, or 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 Norris with with Action Jackson, or so you know, two superstar Bruce Lee with I don't care. I mean, I want us I want us to sit down together and enjoy an '80s action film with two heavyweights. You're talking about from the '80s, yeah. Not the older versions of them. No, I want... Right. No, the older versions, we don't... I mean, that's Some, just something that, terrible. Like, I like yeah. the older versions. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I, I mean, want the younger versions. All I can think of is Dolph Lundgren and, and Van Damme and Universal Soldier. Or Van Damme was Stallone. That was on TV last night. Or, sorry, or um, Dolph Lundgren. But he doesn't classify, because Dolph was never a lead action star. No? No. He wasn't. He was always a bad guy, or he was always... Like the sidekick, he wasn't the lead. Like it was Van Damme, no, um, he had a, he had Norris, he had it was Arnie, it was, was Stallone. He was He Man for Christ's sake. Yeah, but that's all he was. He wasn't He Man Two, He Man Three, He Man Four. He was just He Man. That was it. Doesn't classify as an action star. If he didn't make seventy-two movies in a span of ten years, he really then he wasn't an action all star. All right, fair enough. All right, so we have to decide to rage or dare. Do we want to go back to the ice creamy goodness of the merm bag, or do we want to pull from our audience? Your call. I don't care. You know what? Murray's been delivering some pretty good juice. 
I think we go to the bag. Or go to the so. ice creamy goodness of the mer bag box. The creamy. How do we ice open this cream thing? bucket of rage? How do we get into this thing? There you go. Hey, shake, shake, shake. Ba 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 ba. Shake, shake, shake. Ba ba. Shake your ice cream. Do I got one? Uh, I think so. All right. Okay, that, that this isn't a movie. What? He's got the movie in his I hands. I guarantee you, it is. is sorority it? Boys. Oh yes, you will love that. <laughs> what the hell is Sorority Boys? All Sorority Boys. It's one of Jim's favorite topics: drag queens. I love drag queens. This is going to be a mondo. What is this? <laughs> Something the San Francisco terrible. Chronicle says it's big laughs. I'm already excited. Barry Watson, Harlan Williams. I love Harlan Williams. Harlan Williams. Michael Rosenbaum. Michael Rosenbaum. Listen, Melissa world. Sage Miller, Tony Denman. Strap for cash. It's Three it. fraternity playboys make one last attempt to live the high life cheaply. By masquerading as girls. So it's kind of like white chicks, well, yeah, but with white s- dudes. Sorority boys is, is a, you know, what do you call it? One of those things opposites. They've, they've described it as animal house meets American pie. This could yeah. be the funniest movie we've this ever seen, Bryce. the Bryce. best thing you ever seen. I'm kind of excited now. What do you think? I don't know. Give it a one word prediction. I think he's afraid. It's... Uh. Uh, is the is a word? No, this well, is, I don't want to watch this. Well, it's too bad. Too okay, bad. choose another one. No, nope. you're not. You're watching. Give me the bucket. So, I'll no, choose another one. No, nope. no, no. We're watching this. It was a movie. You gotta watch it. Perhaps we should watch it together. We may have to. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to find this thing. This anywhere. is the best. I just showed, I just gave you it. I, know, I understand yeah. that. We'll have to watch it together because I oh. won't be able to find uh, it. Anywhere. If I've got it and I've got it touching my genitals, he might not get to see it. Yes, we need to. Never mind. Well, just yes. Keep your hands to yourself. That's a that's problem just, that's for me. That's not an option. That's <laughs> not an option. We're talking about Jim. It's true. Oh, thanks, Wagers, for listening. Thanks, Extended Film Rage family, who you can find in our show notes. Thanks to Casey, the nerdy photographer, for our voice of Rager Dare. Casey, you knock it out of the park every time. Find us everywhere at Film Rage YYC on social media. And check out our merch site for Redbubble and T-Public at our website from RageYYC.com. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please like, subscribe, comment, and send us emails to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dare us to see terrible movies to fuel our rage, but no matter what you do, please make us rage. That's it for this week. Rage on! Rage on!